Sweet as Honey, the podcast. Hello, honeybees. Welcome back to another episode of the Sweetest Honey Podcast. Sweetest Honey, the podcast. <gasps> you know what that means. Honey's back. Honey's back. <laughs> Hi, honey. Hey, babe. I've been doing this by myself for so long, I miss doing it with you. Oh, no. Thanks for holding down the fort. You're welcome. How's everything going with you? How was your life? <laughs> um well it's doing well enough for me to feel up to doing this yeah so that's a that's a win hell yeah dude um i started my new antidepressant slash anxiety medication Mm -hmm. and i think we're in week three and a half of that so like not quite three weeks it'll be three weeks on wednesday it'll be four weeks on wednesday four weeks on wednesday yes it will okay um so okay boo look at you keeping track of the time okay yeah i Redacted. wrote it all down in my calendar and in multiple places so yes it's gotcha. four weeks this upcoming wednesday gotcha. so it's starting to feel more regulated and regular mm-hmm. um my emotions aren't quite as extreme as they were so like <laughs> talking about a dog isn't gonna make me want to cry um while at work so <laughs> that's a win oh yeah yeah so i can you know kind of function regularly which mm-hmm. is a lot better mm-hmm. so uh don't get me wrong like i will still cry but mm-hmm. that's just a regular emotion it's not an extreme emotion yeah it doesn't feel like i'm never gonna stop yeah <laughs> And so, that was how it felt for you before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or just any little thing was going to set me off and I couldn't. Uh, y'all, I love being in control mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to be in control. And so I couldn't control any, what felt like anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but yeah, now it's feeling better. Um, my eyes feel like watering right now, but that's because the sun's reflecting off my glasses into mm-hmm. my eyeball. So. If you're okay. like, are you okay? That's why. I was, I was like, is you about to cry right now? It's no. okay. I just go grab a box of tissues and just slide them over real discreet. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, it's okay. Nah, it's all right. Not right now anyway. I'll probably cry at some point during the episode, but there's no, you know. Okay. But that's fairly just normal yeah. at this point. Yeah. So. So <laughs> this has been the first time that we've been able to sit down and do this together in a few months. months. Yeah. So do you like want to just do like a recap of like what's happened in the last few months? Oh my god, do we have time for that? Um, just like a little meat and potatoes, or we could just focus on something else entirely, like the really shitty musical that we saw. Um, <laughs> we can do we can do a catch all episode. It's fine. Okay, so from like Thanksgiving on, I feel like it was around Thanksgiving time that we last mm-hmm. podcasted. So would have been just like some rapid fire experiences from the last few months who okay rapid fire um i started hiking really liked it Mm -hmm. um enjoying it a lot i've missed it we haven't been able to go lately um exactly we got to do one on my birthday and it was so cool like i loved i know that you because i listened to your many episodes that you mm-hmm. do by yourself oh, no but please talk about it um but like so we were going to chiha and um like you said earlier it's the most elevate on a, the previous episode it's one the, the highest elevation in the state of alabama and so i was stoked about it i've never been before that i recollect my mom told me after the fact she was like yeah we took you up there a lot when you were little and i was like you, y'all did activities outside of the house i i don't i don't remember these things okay also your mom can be kind of hyperbolic sometimes i'm realizing that about a lot of people that like yeah. a lot of people really exaggerate things so like all of the time and your so mom, we went twice. It been, I was gonna um, say, like twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And she has this. Um, she has this thing where she like turns whatever memory into like whatever perfect memory she paints in her mind mm-hmm. when that's not actually what happened. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Um, but this particular day, it was the first day that I recollected being able to go, and we got to go on this hike. And like when we got up to the views like all we saw was fog Mm -hmm. and you were so upset but i thought the fog was really fucking cool like it was just i don't know like it looked like we were in the clouds and so like for me i felt like 
none of the bad crap could touch me because we were above it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like all the crap that was happening in life couldn't couldn't even couldn't get through that those layers of fog to get to us. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is so cool. I'm. I think this is awesome because you took a picture of me sitting on the edge of a rock that's on the edge of the cliff and all you see is just fog though. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's a really good metaphor though also for just what happens for us when we go on a hike. Oftentimes like our brain is a little foggy to start out with mm-hmm. and then by the time we got to the other peak on the other side, everything had cleared up. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool that we got to experience that because you were just like (laughs) talking, speaking it into existence, talking to whatever spirits were there, which there were so many spirits there uh, about, please let this clear up so that my honey can see this view on their birthday and all this. And I was just like, I just thought it was, even if it hadn't cleared up, like it would have been a fantastic day for me mm-hmm. so that was fun we did all of that and in that um also discovered my um i do enjoy drawing like nature journaling and stuff but um so i'm excited to get back into that now that i <laughs> don't feel like everything is i can't do anything because everything's gonna be too much mm-hmm. yeah um they also forgot to fact to mention the fact that it was literally like so aggressively windy it was very cold and raining it was cold like it was like misty rain sometimes it would like proper rain for a couple minutes but like it was Mm. like misty so you're just getting like smacked in the face with this bitter cold wind and this rain that feels like little spikes on your skin it was so much fun yeah i forgot about that um because i'm just like no that i had a good time that's all my brain remembers i mean yeah like my favorite day in costa rica Mm -hmm. when we decided to go on the beach and it rained all day it was my favorite day in costa rica me too so we did all that um i we've been so short-staffed at work i've been having to work like on our off floor which is weird mm-hmm. and my routine is completely thrown off and i really haven't been able to do my regular job mm-hmm. uh and so just everything just feel has felt just very discombobulated poppy's passing and then just the holidays in general weren't the same mm-hmm. um and some con- familial conflict and some identity crises with work and my gender identity and all of these things like it, it was a lot. Speaking of gender identity, do you want to share that anecdote from a week or two ago? Um, I don't know that I know to what you're referring. When somebody, w- when you were in the grocery store and oh. the cashier made a comment? Yeah, so I'm, I'm at Publix, right? And I'm getting something real quick after work. And this lady walks up um, behind me at the register and I'm checking out and... I still use a cashier because Publix at this particular place hasn't gone to self-checkout. So it's an older guy at the register checking me out. And uh, when this lady walks up, she's like, oh, what a handsome young man. What a what a, ha- a nice looking young man. And just kept saying it like multiple times. And like me and the dude checking, checking me out at the register both look at her because we're not sure who she's referring to. Mm-hmm. And so like he's looking to me to be like, is she talking about you? And I'm looking at him being like, is she talking about you? (laughs) And so we're both just kind of like in this Spider-Man meme of Mm -hmm. going back and forth. And so he was like, well, thank you so much. And I was like, he is a good looking guy, isn't he? And like walked off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I came home and told you about it. And initially, like, it got me a little excited that someone had, you know, identified me as a boy for the first time. And I was like, okay. But then I thought, and I was like, but that didn't feel right either Mm -hmm. and then the other night we went out um to an event and i got misgendered twice (laughs) and got called sir and then a boy and i did two times and uh you were inebriated when we talked about this so you might not (laughs) necessarily remember there was a Mm -hmm. lot going on um while we were out and so i was like (sighs) like it still just didn't quite feel right. Like mm-hmm. I thought maybe it would or 
like had been anticipating something, but it hadn't happened yet. And now that it did, and I was like, I don't know that that felt right either. Mm-hmm. So, then, yeah. so it's just kind of like, okay, I thought maybe that was it. And then something else happens and you're like, oh, well, okay, well, I guess that's not it either. It's fine. So maybe this, this in-between is actually where it feels the most right. Meanwhile, you were talking to somebody. Yes, you were recalling a story to me, but you were talking about me to me. So you were telling me a story about how you were telling someone a story about me. Mm -hmm. But the way that you were telling this story, you used Mm -hmm. she, her pronouns and they, them pronouns interchangeably. By accident, because my brain just And my brain was like, oh, I like that. (laughs) So I thought that was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was too. I was like, hmm. Hmm. Which is why it made me so smiley. I was like, hmm, why do I? Oh, I love that. I like how that feels. I don't know. Well, also, like, you were just so adamant about people not gendering people based on their perceptions. Oh, yes. Um, I completely identify as a cis woman. We're going to mm-hmm. dive right into Queer Evan Hansen. I know it's called Dear Evan Hansen. You guys, this was the worst play I have ever seen in my entire life. It is like one of the most horrendous stories. Like, it is so weird. We will break it down for you. But when we were going to this event, now, mind you, this was a birthday present to A. Mm-hmm. The show was postponed because of Miss covid and it was rescheduled right in time for omicron Mm -hmm. so we have debated on this literally since the day that those tickets were purchased about what do we do when Mm -hmm. do we go how do we adjust this when is it going to be rescheduled is it going to be postponed again it probably should be well it says here that masks are required so we feel a little bit better about that um it says that on everybody's ticket it says that when you go to do your check-in at the door and everything like that but Back to the subject of pronouns, when we were going in, you know, you like wait in line and then they look at all of your things. You know, they have the metal detector situation. You take your keys and wallet and phone or whatever, put them in the little thing, uh, walk through the metal detectors or whatever. And they're like, oh, something, something, something. Here's your stuff, ma'am. And I'm like, don't ma'am me. And like, I keep going. And then like somebody else another time. Well, this young lady. And I'm just like, don't lady me. I'm just like, why are we talking about my genitals right now? It was just so strange because Mm -hmm. they could have just been like, here you go. It Mm -hmm. it would save you time, effort, energy, Mm -hmm. words, everything to just not acknowledge it. Here you go. And that's when those two instances are when I was misgendered as well. Mm. So I had gotten called sir right before that. Ah. And then when they said young lady, they said young lady and boy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, okay. (laughs) So, oh, and those kids that you told off, one of them said that that lady and that boy. I'm straight and I'm a pedophile. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And you guys, like, I very proudly <laughs> wear my um, LaCovid LaCaren badge because that is 100% <laughs> my personality right now. I'm not a Karen about anything, but you were going to treat people correctly. And like, as far as this pandemic is concerned, if you need, you need to get the fuck out of my personal space. So it is a family of white people. Of course, it's a family of white people. And every we've walked past <laughs> these signs like everybody's ticket at this point says mask required when you walk in everybody who is walking you through the metal detectors has a mask on everybody at a door has a mask on the ushers have on masks all of the attendants have on masks so it's like a couple of teenagers and a couple of well like a handful of teenagers like three or four and then some older people maybe in there somewhere between their like mid-30s early 40s whatever mid-30s mid-40s So it's like an aloof mom type of figure and then just a few like people hanging out, whatever. But none of them have their masks on. They're very loud. There were a few people that were there. I mean, we had 15 minutes until the doors even opened to be able to get into the theater. So they're out like taking selfies, being like, I mean, you know, just enjoying being out, I guess. But at the same time, things have changed. We can't go out and behave the way that we've behaved in the past because circumstances are not the same as in the past Mm -hmm. right now you sitting over here talking and yelling and screaming with your mask off because y'all want to be on snapchat and do all the rest of this could literally kill the older person that's standing next to us it is something that can impact our financial situation our health status 
at this point, it's just kind of like your moisture droplets are like a weapon. Please keep that shit to yourself. If y'all want to sit over here, y'all want to fucking cough on each other, sneeze in each other's mouths. Y'all want to fucking tongue kiss and swap loogies. <laughs> that is your business. I don't give a shit. But they're encroaching on our space because we were there first. Mm-hmm. And there had been an instance of about five to seven minutes where we, you know, like every time somebody else would come in, we would move, you know, we're just like, okay, well, is this about six feet to give this person that's in front of us? Let's make sure we're not like facing them. So when we're speaking, we're just kind of like lower speaking with just one another. So it's not amplified. So we're very mindful in the way that we behave. And y'all, I was already on edge Mm -hmm. because y'all know, like it is like borderline agoraphobia at this point in time where like, I'm just freaked out anytime I'm outside of the house. Um, I don't want people to talk to me. I don't want to engage. I'm not friendly. I probably am frowning because it dis like it will discourage people from engaging with me. Um, but it, like, especially if you don't have a mask on, I will sit and have an hour long conversation with you if you have that part of your face covered. If it's not, just don't like I don't want anything to do with you. I'm going to frown at you because I don't want you to talk to me. Um, I don't want you to feel like I, I'm like closing off my warmth because I don't want to draw you in. I want to repel you. I want you to get the fuck away from me. I want you to be like, oh, I don't really. She feels spiky. Like, let me grab what I need to get and get the fuck away from her. That is what I want right now. And so, you know, it got to this point where they were just getting louder and closer. And I had to be like, look, y'all, I'm trying to give y'all space because none of y'all want to put your masks on. So figure it out. And like, they get kind of like, you know, like how white people get like, ooh, well, I guess like, and you know, like, like immediately it goes from like a 10 down to a two because, you know, they got to talk their shit, child. And I get it, honey, like talk your shit. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But go talk it quietly and keep all your droplets to yourself. And a little bit later, they were still kind of moving around behind us. Mm-hmm. And I noticed, well, you noticed that like an older, yeah, I mean, like this older lady, older lady had to be somewhere game. around. Yeah. Like every time we would move, she was kind of, you know, keen on that too. So trying to just make sure that it's an appropriate amount of just space, just trying mm-hmm. to respect other people's space and respect her own space. <sighs> but you guys. I mean, like we didn't have another issue, but I did make sure that I was standing up straighter. I made sure that my hair was like nice and fluff just in case I was going to end up on the Internet anywhere for these kids (laughs) talking shit about me. Because y'all know, like in this age of the Internet, that's how everything works now. I just anticipated it. But y'all, this was not a good play. It was not a good show. Um, The sound engineers, I don't know what is going on at the BJCC, but they need some help. Um, They need some BJ you know jcc is in like jesus christ um because they they need some help in that department that's been the second show that we've seen in like a year where like it was just not a good experience but y'all the anxiety (laughs) that i have the sensory overload (laughs) the sensory overload oh my god it was during this experience it was so bad so already the sound Mm -hmm. was mixed so horribly that you couldn't hear i was like Mm -mm. begging for freaking subtitles okay so like mind you like i'm high because i'm just like i have to i've got to have something to take the edge off like i gotta chill out so like i just timed myself like a little you know like a little delta eight edible or whatever so that I could be like nice and mellowed out, like chill some of this anxiety out a little bit. I've got my KN95 mask on. You yep. got your KN95 mask on. Yep. We're okay. We're sitting down. But like we sit down and there's already a man who like has a little cup of like an ice drink and he's like oh my God. making his straw go in and out of the uh, cup doing like the little McDonald's violin. Fucking with the lid. Fucking with the lid. Gets done with that. And then I guess maybe the dairy had him upset because he's just coughing and then it's dry and we're up high. So it's, you know, the air up there is just warmer because that is just the nature of warm air. And he starts coughing and I'm like, oh my fucking God, like I can't. And this is before like the freaking lights even go down. Okay. So that goes on for a little bit. And then he starts like scratching the hem of his pants. And it is like the cheap cargo material that like old um, army ACUs Mm -hmm. were made out of. So it was like canvas. It was not good. It was not an ASMR moment. It was really freaking me out. It was so like, it felt like it was directly inside of my brain where I process sound. It was so obnoxious. I think he fell asleep for a while. He was breathing with his mouth open, but that's not the only thing that was going on. We're hearing the levels go up and down with the show. Mm -hmm. They cannot harmonize this particular Mm -hmm. cast of people. Um, 
So like that is already like a really stressful sensory experience. And then the person to the right of me is an older man, even though there's a seat between us, he was breathing Uh really, he was a, he wasn't a mouth breather, but he breathed through his nose and his nose whistled when he breathed. But sometimes I feel like he was falling asleep. So sometimes it would be like extra whistly for a longer period of time versus not as much when I didn't think he was asleep. And then there was somebody that was behind him. Not that I'm looking around to see these people, but I hear where the sound is coming from that they're like eating popcorn and like the popcorn sounds like it's stale and it sounds like they're eating it with their mouth open and just like I could just hear everything I feel like at that point when the guy that was to my left behind me fell asleep I could hear his dreams when the nose whistle breather on my right was falling asleep like and then like every time like a scene ended an act ended he needed to like clap but it was like a really obnoxiously loud slow clap that went on always for about three claps longer than it should have it was just and then you had the guy behind you who would like clear his nose you know like when people were like oh "Oh, god i'm so sorry that is so disgusting but that's exactly what he was Mm -hmm. doing ridiculously loudly and so we have all of this all the time the lead singer had a beautiful voice but when he um, he he's had a quiet voice, so mm-hmm. he's not a belter. He has a quiet voice. So you have to adjust around it, and the music was too loud for to be able to hear him. And then mm-hmm. you had the harmonies on top of that that weren't harmonized. He harmonized beautifully. Yeah, he was the great. The girl that played his interest could harmonize beautifully. Their voices married very well together. He could harmonize with anybody, but nobody could harmonize with the people who played her parents. Yep. Inclu- like they could no. not. Y'all, if y'all gave them a map and a shovel and an X to mark the spot, no. they would not be able to find the key. No. They would not be able to find no. the key. No, like, like there, there are two types of singers, right? There's people that can hear the harmony mm-hmm. and can sing it, and there you. are people that can't. Me. And, well, you are you are a little bit of a hybrid, and I usually say that there's no, <laughs> there's no in-between, but you are an in-between in this case. So <laughs> the parents were the ones that... Absolutely cannot. And so basically they are taught to sing, you sing this pitch. Mm -hmm. But what they can't do is adjust according to the other person because Mm -hmm. they're singing that pitch and that's what they're doing. Yep. So like... So that muscle memory kicks in. Yeah. And it's just awful. And the um, girl that played his love interest sounds wonderful when she sings in her head voice. Just in her head voice. But if she she tries to belt, belt, it it. it goes way too sharp. And so then that goes back into the harmonization issues again. Mm -hmm. So it was just very, very overwhelming. Like you already have stimulation issues because mm, you're probably autistic. So that was intense. But even I felt all of those things too. So if I'm feeling them, I know you are feeling them on like an exponential level compared to me. I really appreciate that you see me and that you are constantly considering my experience when we do things like that. Well, I haven't always. And so something... The pieces are starting to fit together for me now, and I'm the puzzle pieces, yes, like the autism puzzle, yeah, <laughs> your neurodivergent puzzle. Mm-hmm. And like the thing is, your neurodivergent puzzle pieces, it's like a, a gradient picture, mm-hmm. right? So they all look the same, mm-hmm. but they just fit the tiniest bit differently. And so I've been working on this puzzle <laughs> for five <laughs> over five years mm-hmm. now trying to fit it all together and i like i'm nowhere near done but i am learning and i do have like maybe the, border, the, the, the edges put, put together, together. <laughs> you know what i mean like and i'm starting to find like little one-off pieces here and there to connect to start building in towards the middle so one of the things that i've learned um that's taken me a long time because if i'm upset i want you your physical touch mm-hmm. i want you to put your hand on me some way somehow because mm-hmm. it comforts me mm-hmm. Whereas the opposite for you, mm-hmm. like adding that additional sensation overwhelms you further. And, but I didn't understand that for a long time. And so like, you know, 
if mm-hmm. I put my hand on you and then you're like, don't touch me and you pull away and I'm like, well, fuck, this girl doesn't like me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's, or this person doesn't like me or whatever. Yeah. And that's not the case. And I've, I've had to retrain my brain not to be like, she hates Take you it personally. every time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, but no, no, no. Shit, at the same time, you've been in a situation where that particular reaction to that particular stimulation, that w- that was the reasonable and unfortunately accurate mm-hmm. conclusion to have come to because of that. And, you know, we've gotten a lot better over time, but I feel like last year was really like, oh, this particular brand of neurodivergence, that's somewhere that ADHD, autism, Venn diagram, somewhere in the middle, somewhere more on one side, somewhere on the other side, or it's both or something that looks like both of those things um, has become more apparent for both of us in the last like year um, because research. But, Mm -hmm. but before, you know, I was like, okay, well we can just do our best. Like I can just do my best to just communicate. Like I'm feeling like this without having, even without having like the background of, Oh, because of this, 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 and this, and this, these are sensory issues. Right. I will just say it makes me feel more overwhelmed when this, it mm-hmm. ma- you know, so like we've yeah. we've been working at that together, but you're doing such a good job and hearing you reflect those things back to me just yeah. makes me feel really validated. Well, I'm so glad yeah. that I'm able to show you love the way that you always show me love. Yeah. Um, so... And yeah. when you are upset, like I do touch you, it's the first thing that I do, yeah. like when you're ready, because I know, you know, me and my brain pattern. I got it. Perfect. Okay. Yep. Let me go. Honey's upset. Hugs and kisses. What do you need? Because that's what you like. That's what you respond to. Yep. And I am perfectly content with doing that. I feel like I do well at that. I feel like I check in with you often about that. But then it just took some time for us to figure out the why behind mm-hmm. why it was always like so intense for me to be like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now that I understand, like that is a sensory issue, mm-hmm. and like I can, I can, I can better make my brain be like, okay, this makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Um, because it, it, the puzzle pieces are starting to come together, mm-hmm. so it's starting to make sense. Now I got like a lot of the pink pieces put together for you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So. A really likes puzzles. That was a really, really beautiful analogy, I think. Um, well, I've been using... That's been my favorite analogy for a, a hot minute now because I've been using it at work, too. I mm-hmm. used it to describe leadership development the other day. I used it to provide it... To use it as an example for, like, a new hire's knowledge. Like, Do you need a new puzzle? Do I need to look <sighs> for another puzzle for you? Yeah, I like puzzles. Okay, let's find you another puzzle <laughs> too. So, And we have more bookshelf space if you need, like, mm-hmm. a puzzle. Like, a pro, like if we... We just need a to start stocking puzzle. up on puzzles. We can have like a proper puzzle place. Because mm. I also don't mind redoing puzzles either because. But sometimes yeah. it's just exciting to do something new too. It's true. So yeah, I feel like we have like last year us being together all the time, which it wasn't unusual from before, but like working from It was home. still more. Yeah. Yeah. The, that provided us the opportunity to have these conversations because um you know if i'm just keep doing the same thing over and over again and you're like you blow up and you're like why do you do that and you're da, 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 and I, it does this 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 and i'm like hello <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> and so now i understand it better because you're like okay here's the why why behind yeah. it and then like us figuring out um even like mental health things a lot of the time, like you've experienced something before I have, so you can help guide me through some mm-hmm. things. And then also you set healthy boundaries for yourself emotionally as well, being like, I can't, I'm going to stop trying, or I'm going to stop peeking into your emotions mm-hmm. and feeling them and knowing what you're experiencing. And or, then regurgitating yeah. like, honey, this is what you're feeling. Can you sort your shit out? Because I feel like I'm stifling your growth and being able to identify and handle those yeah. emotions when they come up for you. Yeah. So. Yeah, all that. We've, yeah. we've learned a lot, I feel like. And even, oh, tell... Talk what? about the the disagreement or miscommunication we had the other day. First, a word from our sponsor. Here at the Sweetest Honey Podcast, we take self-care very seriously. We know you're staying hydrated, advocating, and processing. 
Now it's time for luxuriating. Ooh Butter Baby has everything you need to bring your inner glow outward. Ooh Butter Baby is a black woman-owned natural product line featuring whipped body butters, oils, tinted lip balms, and exfoliating body scrubs that will leave you feeling deeply moisturized and smooth like Butter Baby. Nourish your mind, body, and soul with a blend of kokum, mango, and shea butters, and grapeseed, sweet almond, and papaya essential oils. Honeybees get 15% off by visiting oobutterbaby.com using the code HONEYBEE at checkout. Again, that's oobutterbaby.com with the code HONEYBEE. O-O-H-B-U-T-T-A-B-A-B-Y.com, code HONEYBEE. Now back to the show. About the groceries. About the groceries? Yeah. Oh, okay. So a week ago, two weeks ago, something like that. A and I are talking about putting together a grocery list like we do, you know, like twice a month, you know, like every couple of weeks we put together our grocery list, we plan our meals and stuff like that. But what happens, especially because there's been so much flux with their schedule and with their responsibilities and just in general with the amount of time that you have to do anything, I was like, okay, I have to like establish a boundary here because a thing that I will do is ruminate over this list, ruminate over what to eat. Um, you're a picky eater and we have to have like certain textures work better, mm-hmm. certain temperatures work better. And sometimes just we've been having like issues with like appetite where just, you know, I would need to really have something appetizing for it to be enticing for you to mm-hmm. want to eat something. And I would try to have it done and have everything cleaned up and have everything done when you got home. So there's nothing else to worry about. But the one thing that I didn't want to do and what we talked about in the past was I don't want to do it all by myself. I don't want to do the list or like I didn't want to do the list by myself. I didn't want to do I was like, I don't want to do groceries by myself or Mm -hmm. something like that. And I think that I just kind of left it that way without being more specific. So what I heard when we were (laughs) going through doing all of this, we sat down. It was like a Saturday or something like that. Saturday morning, we're sitting down to get everything together. I'm just like, okay, honey, like, what are you going to want to eat? Here's some meal options. What about this? What about this? So we get together some meals and then we start to put together our grocery list. Side note, especially if you're neurodivergent, you can't remember things, you go to the grocery store, you forget things all of the time. If you have an iPhone, if you have a notes app on your device, whatever it is, get a notes app on the iPhone, if you share it with a partner, if you have a roommate, if you're married, if you have a partner or partners that you live with, this is awesome. Add everybody onto the notes list, create your grocery list, do it by the sections in the grocery store. So like frozen produce, um, dairy, kitchen, bathroom, whatever you get at the grocery store, however you shop, put it on there, share that on that note. It will make your life so much easier. You can update everything in real time. You update it from your phone. They'll see it on theirs Mm -hmm. when they open the app up. It is wonderful. So that's what we do. We got our list together. We have all of our ingredients and stuff. So then we go to Instacart to place an order for pickup or delivery. I don't, it was delivery that day, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, we did. We pick picked up. it up that day. And <laughs> so we're getting it all together. And like, I've got everything that I need, but I don't think that that's been communicated. So I'm going into like Instacart. I've got it open up. You're watching, you're trying to like watch a football game or listen to something at the same time. Cause this is your Saturday. Like it's your mm-hmm. chill time. That was all that I needed was, you for. Yeah. I think it was football. So I was like going through order, you know, putting stuff on Instacart and then also trying to like make note of what things costed so that I can implement that into our budget too. But you're like, okay, I'm going to start at the bottom and then like add this stuff to Instacart. And I'm like, why are you adding things to Instacart? And then you get, you start it from the bottom and then you went back up to the top and started working where I was working. So I got frustrated because the part of my look, you've already established, this is what I'm doing. And then the next thing that I see, like a couple of seconds later, like it wasn't even like a full minute is like things moving under where I'm at. And I'm like, honey, what, why are you doing this? I thought that you said you were going to start on the bottom. Why are you adding stuff to the, and you were like, I don't. And I was like, and you were like, just tell me what you need. I said it very, I said it like this. You did. I said, honey, (laughs) I'm genuinely trying to help. Please tell me what to do 
where it's not going to mess up your process, but I can still help. And I was like, I need to time out. And I grabbed my phone and I came in this room and I turned on some music and I set a timer for 10 minutes and I stretched. And then I like listened to just some chill music. And then okay. after my little 10 minute time, wait, I hold up. Like Meanwhile, what? while you're in here, I'm in there in my head or saying out loud quietly i don't understand what the fuck she's upset about why it why does she need a break why is she so frustrated she asked for help i'm trying to help what the fuck and i'm like all right give her a break clearly she i'm glad she just stepped away as opposed to just continuing to roll her eyes and huff at me like i appreciate that so cool oh oh she oh all right you're back (laughs) so i come back in and i'm like honey Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily understand (laughs) okay so you remember when i asked before if i'm cleaning something and i'm already starting to clean and then you come in and help me start cleaning you know that that makes me feel frustrated because then i've already strategized the way that i want to tackle this particular task on my own so now there's new information and the pattern is breaking because you're in here doing this and i did not think about doing this task with you in mind so thinking about grocery shopping and, you know, we had like some conversation about that. And then I we realized through just, I mean, just, just a very calm conversation, out. just talking it out, just like how we sound right now. Like there was no, Uh-oh. we don't ever yell at each other. That is not true. We yell at each other. We scream at each other constantly, but usually just more being silly. So like if I'm in one room and they're in the other room, we'll scream like, baby, from it's like. It's never an it's anger never shout. Anger. If uh-uh. we, I, I lie when I say that we don't yell at each other. We scream at each other constantly. We are always <laughs> yelling in this house, but I'm not at each other and not maliciously. Deaf, We're so. just being silly. Like when yeah. we yell, like we, you know, whatever. Yeah. Y'all have seen my it's Instagram. Fighting. Fighting. I'm like, honey. That is all the time. Uh, but never in conflict. Like immediately, it is just kind of like we're gonna mm-hmm. bring it down. Because mm-hmm. that, that helps to that. de-escalate yes. too, and there's no need for it to be escalated. Right. Like, and so, a lot of the times, I might even seem frustrated because <laughs> I have to think: Is this something that I need to bring up right now? That is a thought that I have often. Is this something that I need to verbalize right now? Is this, I'm going to think on this for a little bit. So you might still kind of catch me in the middle of processing before Mm -hmm. I will just like, you can sense that something's, and I'm just like, no, like it's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like we're cool, whatever. And then I might come back a little bit later Mm -hmm. and then it's like, okay, so I was thinking and then we talked for like Mm -hmm. two hours. Yeah. So we figured out that where we were missing each other was you were offering help <laughs> and you thought that I needed help with the whole, the whole shebang, thing. the like, whole shebang. Looking at Pinterest, looking for the at re- Pinterest recipes, for recipes, thinking about what we were going to have, adding the it meal to plan, the Instacart, adding it to the grocery list and then putting it on Instacart. All that I needed. I was like, babe, what do you want to eat and make sure you add your essentials? to the list because I don't have to I don't just remember to how list, much but not to Instacart so no, I was so like, that's where list. yeah that's where and I was like so I was doing I was like why is she mad when I'm doing what she asked me to mm-hmm. do and I was just like how come they're still trying to come over here and they're messing up the rest of this and messing up the rest of the pattern so it was just <laughs> we had a general idea that and just needed was, a little bit more guidance for what we so needed it was so great it like was. you were like oh and you I was like oh so what you're saying is you you want me to not do anything else. And you were like, yes. And I was like, oh, thank God. And I laid back and I played my game and watched the football that was on TV. Yeah. It was great. I was like, I just need your help for what you want. I can do the rest. <laughs> and then I think I finished up, the. you know, we double checked the list, made sure everything was on there because we did miss a couple things because I was also inputting the um, prices and stuff in it. Yeah, well, I inputted the I didn't actually add it to it. didn't completely add to the cart, but... Yeah, just through that discourse, we were able to figure it out. And it was really nice and great. Yeah, Yeah. like it was so chill. I was like, well, this is why other people look up to us as a couple. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) I said it. But I feel that way. I feel like we do a really good job. Now, don't get me wrong. There is still so much that we can grow with and grow in. Um, But overall, I feel like you and I both do a really good job of just being considerate of the other person Mm -hmm. and making sure that nothing is ever a fight. Like we just talk through it Mm -hmm. and you may need time. I may need time, but ultimately I know you still love me. I know that I still love you and Mm -hmm. cool. 
something else that I think is really cool is like, um, I feel kind of like I'm able to, when it feels like both people are putting in effort, Mm -hmm. it feels easier to have to think less about your needs. I mean, not your needs, but like less about having to explain what you need because you can trust that that person is going to try to meet those needs. Mm -hmm. So your shift can easier focus from I'm trying to get all of my needs met to I want, we do a good job of making sure that the other is taken care of. I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, we do. And, um, you know, we also take into consideration that it's not always going to be a 50, 50 relationship. Um, lately you have definitely put in a lot more effort than I have because mm-hmm. I haven't been able to, you had and then, to do it. you know, previously it's been the opposite. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. like, I feel like we do a good job of, of stepping up when the other needs to. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and that we both genuinely care about making the other's life easier yeah. or making it more bearable. Like if you're coming home at like 8 PM, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you've had to work a fucking shift and or 8 something stupid like that. You're coming home late. Like, yeah, like sometimes, you know, I'm just like, okay, well let me go ahead and make sure that dinner, like I'll plate up dinner or be like, okay, honey, we'll like grab you something on the way or like just have some leftovers or something like that. But most of the time when you get home, most days like if i'm not in here recording Mm -hmm. at the time i usually have your heated blanket out on your side of the bed i usually have you like some shorts and a shirt and some clean undies picked out because the first thing you're going to do is take a shower it's like i pull out like makeup wipes um i'll have you like a little you know have like your medicine on the bed for you or have some medicine ready for you or whatever um just to help to try to make that transition easier i try to make sure that the dogs aren't like coming to scream at you at the door so that you can just come in and it's like nice and just chill like you can just kind of come in transition get clean and not have to like come into chaos because I feel like it's already been chaotic enough and the last thing that you need is like to have to come in and clean or come in and have to you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. make another fucking decision so it's like if I can keep you from having to make a decision when I know that you have like decision fatigue or whatever like I try to like do that a little bit better Um, We both do a good job if we fall asleep because that happens with both of us. Like sometimes like I'll have a gummy. Sometimes your medication, you like your medication knocks your ass out. Mm -hmm. So if one of us falls asleep and we fall asleep in an uncomfy position on top of the comforter, but under a heated blanket, still in like our regular clothes or still in a long sleeve shirt or with our glasses on (laughs) or with our phone unplugged with our Apple watch Mm -hmm. on. You know, both of us do a really, really good job. Like, I mean, because I've been doing that more lately um, of like, well, I'll come over and take your glasses off. You'll come over and take my watch off and, you know, we'll plug in each other's devices and try to get. (laughs) I can usually get you under your covers and stuff, but I can also lift you if I need to. Like, I'll be like, I can just manipulate you. (laughs) I'll be like, this is not going to be great for your back tomorrow. And I know you have to be up at 545. Come on, I'll move you around a little bit, get you to lay down. We just know you cannot move me, but we know that I'll be up in a couple hours anyway. Mm-hmm. Like if you come and like tuck me in or whatever at 11 or 12, yeah. I'll be up again at two or three. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I mean, and it makes sense that you're going to sleep a little bit earlier now because um, or you're asleep before me because w- working these weird hours, my body was used to like you have a set amount of time to decompress before you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And now I really need like to not be able <laughs> I need to come home take a shower eat go to sleep mm-hmm. um some nights and so my body's like no nah, you no nah, bro like we're still <laughs> you, this is decompressed time like what the fuck do you mean um excuse me no <laughs> no <laughs> just because that's changed doesn't mean that this is going to change what do you mean i don't understand oh like my brain will not shut down oh yeah you have been staying up a little bit so later. yeah normally i would be out it by like you know, nine nine thirty, ten o'clock a lot of the times. So but right now I'm getting home at like eight thirty, taking a shower, having to eat still and then doing that and it's just not um my brain's having a harder time adjusting, right? Uh my body in general has a hard time with change. 
Gotcha. So, so yeah, so I've been up more than you lately, but I know that you're going to be up around 2, 3 o'clock every single night, most nights. Yeah, um, 2, 3 o'clock, get up, do my rounds, go back to sleep, wake mm-hmm. up again somewhere. Shit, I try for 5.45, but like 6.10 is the sweet spot. Like 6.10, if I can get up at like 6.30, my body is like, ooh, yes, yeah, 6.30. And I'm just like, 6.10, my body's like, ooh, yes, yeah, 6.10, 5.45, my body is like, bitch. <laughs> you don't shut your Why goddamn eyes. Why the fuck would you do this? Does it really, bitch? This is this is what you want. This is what you want. Okay, I'll be up at five forty-five, but you're gonna have a shitty day. Good yeah. luck, you fucking cunt. Yeah, that's how my body feels when I get up at five forty-five. And mine, like mine with the okay, <laughs> mine without the depression medication could wake up at that time like no issue. Like I can just pop up. You're like oh five five o'clock wake up time four forty-five wake up time. All right, sure, get up. But now this. <laughs> antidepressant one of the side effects is uh drowsiness mm-hmm. and so getting up in the morning is so difficult mm-hmm. like and it takes my brain so much longer to get into a functional mode it does oh my gosh mm-hmm. like it's it's just into a functional mode sometimes by the time i leave mm-hmm. and that's usually like an hour and a half two hours later but you so. do such a good job of uh. noticing like you might not always know like emotionally how you're feeling, but you do do a really good job of trying to honor like sensational feelings. Mm. So you're just like, I feel tired. I don't feel right. Like I don't mm. feel focused. I feel fuzzy. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. do a really, really good job of being aware of how your body's doing. You know what mm. I mean? Um, or like how your body's feeling. And so you do supplement that time by getting up a little bit earlier. Um mm-hmm. So that you can just because you were like, literally, I just need the time to just kind of not have to rush, but also to just give myself time to just try to wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. So like you get up and I get nervous sometimes because I'm like, "Um, I don't hear noise. I'm not a very heavy sleeper. If I have not had like, you know, like a gummy or something before bed, like I'm just up. I'm very sensitive to sound. I'm very sensitive to like when people are getting up and things like that. So I always hear you. And as a matter of fact, me and Nani, our Yorkie, figured out that you you had you didn't set an alarm. Yeah, Nani was, was just kind of like, up. oh, and I was God, like, what is it, babe? I was Monday. like, oh shit, what time is it? Yeah, so I'm I'm supposed to be teaching a new hire class. So like, I get there early, mm-hmm. um, and I don't, I can't leave our house past seven a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it was like. I think I needed to be up at five and it was like five ten when mm-hmm. when you noticed. It was five ten. No, it wasn't five ten when I noticed. It was about five oh three, five oh five when I oh. noticed. And so I gave it a couple minutes. I was like, maybe they snoozed it and I did maybe they snoozed their alarm and I didn't hear it. Maybe mm. they heard the vibration or cause you know, like sometimes, sometimes I do. I have my alarm that starts off quiet and then it gets loud, so I always try to shut it the fuck up before it gets to be too loud. I am not always great at that, but a lot of the times, you know, like I'll wake up 20 yeah. minutes before my alarm goes off and then like i'll just pull it beside my bed so that i can't just reach my hand to where i know where it is and i turn do the, the sound same off. thing i just rest my hand on mine mm-hmm. so that i'm on the volume button yep. and compress it as soon as i feel it start to vibrate and i was like honey what time did you want to get up this morning I said, don't panic. It's only 510. But what time did you need to get up? You said, okay, thank you, honey. And then you got up. I said, it's just a little after five, mm-hmm. honey. It's okay. Don't but panic. But even just those 10 minutes difference, mm-hmm. like it made such a significant difference. Like mm-hmm. I was having to rush and my body could not match the urgency that yeah. my brain knew it needed to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was just, I left like five five minutes late or 10 minutes late and luckily um which for me i'm still gonna be ridiculously early because i'm trying to account for what like worst case scenarios Mm -hmm. in traffic so uh i still made it there there like ridiculously early i still made it by like 7 45 (laughs) and uh because all the kids were out for um martin luther king jr day Mm -hmm. and uh honor of that is it an honor in remembrance thank you Mm -hmm. okay good talk there's another one that i'm memoriam memorial i don't know it's okay it doesn't matter what i refer to it as i mean obviously the holiday itself yeah clearly matters yeah 
I got you, but you were still trying to remember specific verbiage. Oh, you know that. Mm, it's stuck. <laughs> if nobody knows how to hyperfixate over something that they can't remember, it's me. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But I love that. Like, I don't ever wake you up panicked. I always wake you up so gently. <laughs> I know. Meanwhile, had your alarm not gone off and you were supposed to be somewhere and the roles were reversed, like, it would have... I. I'm sorry. I'm sorry That's ahead okay. of time for what my brain does. Because I'll be like shaking you awake and being like, honey, you were late. You got to get up right now. Oh my God, we got to go. If you notice it at all, you know what I'm saying? If you don't sleep through it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just kind of it. it all. And I've caught like through our relationship, it's been maybe a handful of times. It, like my freaky ass weird schedule and needing to know where you have to be. Because I ask you just about every night before we go to bed, honey, what time are you planning on being up in the morning? What time do you have to be up tomorrow? And that's why. So, like, I can... Well, yes. I can just put that shit in my subconscious somehow. Yeah, because you're remembering it because also, like, one of... One of my biggest points of anxiety Mm -hmm. is my alarm not going off and me being late for work. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, like, one of the top ones. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but it is. Mm -hmm. And so, by you doing that, too, it also gives me peace of mind, just in case I know, because I know that your freaky ass will do that, because it's happened on multiple occasions. Like... Not a lot. Like you said, mm-hmm. like maybe a handful. I can think of but three. But you always have your alarm uh-huh. set. But I, you know, I don't fucking trust anything, y'all. I don't go to the gas station with my keys in the car without rolling my window down. Just because I'm always paranoid that it's going to lock itself back. I've always been that way. Um, as a matter of fact, the only time I've ever locked my keys in the car, it wasn't even automatic. I had to have manually locked my door. But it's okay. I drove a 92 Dodge Dakota and a wire hanger fixed it. It was totally fine. All I had to do was like go in through my little back window that had like the little slide, like my little back windshield. And I was able to undo a wire, hook it on and then just pull up the lock um, through that window. Took a little bit of time. Always kept that little wire hanger right in my toolbox. (laughs) But um, it's very specific. It is very specific. But like, I don't know, like I just know to. I don't know. I know that it makes you angry, that it makes you anxious. I, you know, like shit, if I've ever been like late to go to punch in somebody's time clock, I don't give a shit. But I've also never been as important in a job role as you've been where other people have been concerned, like in real estate, like if I'm late, hey, I'm late, like you'll be okay. Who else is going to come here and do this for you? right now nobody's probably going to necessarily be available nobody knows what you're looking for you don't have to have that conversation again i'll meet you in 10 minutes like you know i got held up in traffic on the parkway i'll be in it i'll be there in a little bit um but yeah like it's just i don't know it's weird i've also been able to hear some of your thoughts lately which has been really weird oh my god yes (laughs) y'all Oh, it's been so nuts. So like I um I definitely know I have some anxiety triggers and um one of those is a um a specific family member. And so when this specific family member um like lately I've been like, "Hey, let's let's just not chat for a minute." Mm-hmm. And so um they messaged me and of course I felt anxious about that. Mm-hmm. And you immediately walked in and you were like, "You <laughs> And you were like, feel this. This isn't my anxiety. This is <laughs> No, I came in to like fill a humidifier. Oh. I think I went in to fill the humidifier in the bedroom or I needed something out of like my drawer because I was in here doing something. And I came in there and like I looked at you. I was like, are you OK? And then you were like, oh, this person just reached out to me. And I was like, oh. And then like my heart yeah. started beating really fast. And I was like, well, I don't feel like, like this mm-hmm. is not my feeling. And, then, and I was like, did, yeah. how did it make you feel? And you were like kind of anxious. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I walked over to your side of the room. I was like, give me your hand. Yeah. I was like, does it feel like this? Yeah. <laughs> Cause this isn't mine. And you were like, yeah. And yeah. You were like, like, oh, is it fresh? And I was like, yeah, I just got the message. It just happened. So, got it. <laughs> uh, so that, what was the other, it was something very specific. It was two other instances. And I feel like the other one was like, yesterday sometime or the day before yesterday? it was last night we were watching something and something popped into my head and it was so weird because oh, of like oh i remember it, it was okay so um right now is shark week for you, for well for both of us but you the almond joy yeah, mounds so <laughs> tiffany prefers almond joys i like mounds and so she was like oh did you want one and i was like no i don't really like the 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 almond Mm -hmm. or the nuts yeah 
And then I stopped talking. In my head, I was like, how ironic that this non-binary, their non-binary spouse who doesn't enjoy um, having boobs <laughs> yeah, enjoys the, would prefer the, the mounds. And I was like, and I, and then in my head also, I was like, and ironically, I don't like the nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, and I said all of that in my head and then like, just kind of chuckled. And you were, you literally said, exactly exactly that that. and i was like i was literally just thinking that and you're like you didn't believe me initially or you like thought i was joking or something Uh and you're like i was like no like i literally just had that same exact thought (laughs) to a t and you were like i don't because it had just happened a day or so before that it was something very specific so it was like multiple instances back to back to back of you thinking something, me not knowing what you were thinking, having no context for it, whatever. It's just like a stray thing. And I yeah. just say it out loud. And you were like, oh, yeah, I was just thinking that. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. weird. It was something that happened to Dear Evan Hansen. And like, I was just thinking that. And you said it out loud. I feel like we were walking either into the building or out of. Out of the building to the car. I don't know. I feel like that was when the moment happened. But I don't know. <sighs> do you want to talk yeah. about queer Evan Hansen for a couple of minutes? Can um, we talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to if you don't want to. It was just bad. It wasn't what I expected. I don't know why, but I thought it was about summer camp. <laughs> I don't. I thought that it was about a gay boy. Oh, see? Okay. And that was wrong. No. Um, I guess you can just go ahead and skip to the end because this is going to be like the final little note will be just us dragging the fuck out of this production. So if you don't want to hear that, we love you. Enjoy. Have a great time. See you next week sometime. Bye. Um, <laughs> if you're hanging out for this, um, I feel like I owe you an apology, but I didn't do it. And if I had to witness this shit, like I can just tell you about it. So. Dear Evan Hansen, the premise of this show is it is about a very anxious um, high school student with like debilitating social anxiety. The assignment from his mental health professional, a homework assignment, if you will, was to write a letter to himself to talk about how exciting things were going to be and what all of his hopes were for the school year because this was supposed to build his confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, babe? Oh, no. Keep going. Oh, okay supposed to build his confidence so hence the name dear evan hansen so he is like an outcast he doesn't have very many friends his mom's a nurse and we all know that if there's ever a nurse or a waitress in a musical anywhere she's never going to see her children she's going to be very busy very involved in what she does for a living but not as involved at home double so if she is a single mom which they almost are always cast as single parents So that's the relationship with his mom. He has a crush on this pretty girl in the high school whose brother is such a bad boy. So one day, Evan's mom is on his case about writing this letter. It's his, he's got an appointment coming up soon. He has to have this assignment done to go in. And he's like, okay, mom, I'm in the library doing it right now. And he was kind of being facetious and kind of writes out this really emotional, woe is me type of letter, but talking about how he still hopes that everything's going to be okay. So it's a little sad, but also a little bit optimistic um, about some of his like deep hopes and fears. Um, And one of the things was that he really was trying to get close to this girl who was the bad boy sister. So the bad boy comes in. And it's very important for some reason. I don't know why this is such a huge part of the story, but this cast on his arm because over the summer he fell out of a tree and broke it. Um, Arm, wrist, something like that. So he's got like a little cast on. And then that comes into play the moment that um, the bad boy brother is also in the computer lab or the library or whatever and picks this letter up off the printer. And he's like, uh, well, no, he doesn't take the letter off just yet, but they run into each other. He's like, oh yeah, hey, blah, 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 blah. What happened to your arm? So he talks about the arm thing and I'm pretty sure that he lies to him about what happens at first and then eventually tells him the truth. And the bad boy like signs his cast. He was like, okay, so at least like, it'll seem like you've got at least like both of us will have like at least one friend. So they kind of laugh about that because they're kind of loners. A couple minutes pass and Evan, uh, still at the computer lab is... You know, he just finished typing up his letter. The guy goes out of frame for a little bit and comes back in. He's like, hey, Evan, what is this letter? Dear Evan Hansen. And he acts like he's going to hand it to him. And I guess he gets curious at the very last minute and decides to read it. Um, But this character has some type of mental health issue that they allude to constantly throughout the production. But 
they never address or talk about by name. It's just kind of insinuated that he's quote unquote crazy or quote unquote unstable, but they don't ever say that he has like a personality disorder, that he hears voices or anything like that. So he sees the part about his sister and he's like, you left this in here. Just you, you're, you wrote this to fuck with me. Like you left this in here because my sister was in it. You wanted me to see this. And he's like, no, that's not it at all. So like the guy like runs off with the letter in hand, like crumpled up in his pocket. They don't say anything else. And that is literally the last time this character is alive. He dies by suicide immediately after this scene. So his parents find this letter in his room the deceased boy's room and it's dear Evan Hansen. So of course it looks like a letter that he is writing to Evan. The parents are like, Oh my God, he has a friend. What? Oh my gosh. We want to be, we want to know more about this friend and really abuse this child in a way to get him to perform emotional labor for us because it's the only tie that we still have to our child and maybe some type of insight into his life that we didn't have. And Evan Hansen is a compulsive liar. Um, he lies to everybody about everything all of the time. He infiltrates this family and even continues trying to seduce the sister to the point to where he is lying to the sister about nice things that her now dead brother said about her as a way to flirt with her and share his own feelings. And then at some point, like she kisses him and I'm like, okay, well, that's a hundred percent coercion because he very obviously likes her and he's using this really tragic death thing to like make all this happen like it is weird you know it's like the typical somebody died there was a tragedy at my school now I want attention about it so how have I been connected to this person you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. um which is weird because I have literally lived through something like that like a bus like drove off of an overpass when I was um in high school, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was not on the bus, but there were several students that I did know that were on the bus and um, students died through mm -hmm. that accident. This was my junior year and I had an ex slash a friend who was in that accident and was really fucked up by what happened in that accident and things like that. But I also was not trying to, I, I don't really remember anybody. Like we all mourned together. I mean, you can feel energetically things in the hallways were very different. Um, but it wasn't everybody like trying to clout chase yeah. by tr proving how close they were to the deceased or bragging about how close they were to the deceased. Uh, but instead we would kind of just offer support to survivors and the living friends and mm -hmm. show up at their wake and things like that. So I don't really, I see that trope a lot, but I don't relate to it personally, like in yeah. real life that has not been something I can allude it to, but anyway, honey, go on. You can take it from here. Oh, man. So, yeah. So he does all that. And eventually he <laughs> pitches this fundraising idea called the Connor Project to help people never feel forgotten. Mm -hmm. It was Which is about him, not about sure the person who was that, deceased. Right. They didn't forget about him. Yeah. Um, so they... His mom is like, why didn't you tell me about your friendship, yada, yada. When he gets put into a corner about that, he runs off to the dead kid's parents again, their house, and his uh, the dad gives him a glove, and they have a moment or whatever. And so all of this stuff is happening, and now he's continuing to move forward. The dad gives him a glove. Yeah, a baseball glove. All this is happening, he continues to move forward because they have a moment, so he wants to give him one of Connor's old gloves. Is that different in that, like in this text versus the tie that the mom gave him? Yes. Okay. Um, so I've moved on past like okay. past that gotcha. part. So so yeah, and then now basically the parents of the deceased uh, guy want to give his college fund to Evan. Yeah. And then so Evan's mom is like completely mortified because she finally reads the letter and realizes it was a therapy assignment and not the dead kid wrote it. And so they all become more and more suspicious of Evan Hansen. He finally comes, gets to a point. They have a huge blow up fight. Um, and then the mom apologizes to Evan for not seeing how truly hurt he was and how in the dark he was or whatever and says that she's always going to be there for him. And then it goes to a year later and he's working at the fucking pottery barn 
to earn enough money to go to college next semester, he meets up with the girl he was interested in, and, like, she forgives him and shit, saying that the whole thing made her and her family closer, and then they share a moment before parting ways. Yeah, so basically he writes himself one last letter saying how the impact he had on his community and all this shit happened. So it gets reconciled when it really shouldn't because the whole thing is fucked up. Yeah, it is fucked up. Also, tell them your favorite part, your favorite factoid about the creation of this production. Oh, yeah. So when they were doing, putting it into a a movie, Mm -hmm. putting it for film, they cast, um, oh my gosh, Ben Platt, Mm -hmm. um, who starred in the original one, as the lead. Ben Platt is a 28-year-old man, Mm -hmm. and they cast his counterpart, his love interest, Zoe, as the... A teenager. She mm-hmm. was under 18 years old, and they're supposed to be kissing and doing these things and showing romantic feelings and stuff. And they still, in 2021, chose to do that. Y'all, white people ate this shit up. They did. They I thought will it was tell funny you, white fuck. people love, and white people love cultural appropriation, and white people love <clears throat> just trash that white people make. Mm-hmm. They love it. They're just like, if it's bad, if it's good, we want it all, and we're entitled to it. And I'm just like, this is what the problem is. This is why black people be so mad because y'all like trash. (laughs) It was so bad. Like I was literally like, what the fuck is everybody clapping about? This is the most fucked up thing I have ever seen. Like watching Waitress the Musical, hearing some of the most fucked up things I have ever heard. And I'm just like, y'all almost had an anxiety attack for this white nonsense. Mm -hmm. The audacity of this caucasity. Mm-hmm. That was bad. They get a 10 out of 10 for audacity. Yeah, I got an email asking me to rate it. And I was like, I don't. Let me just forward this to my wife. Ooh, yes, please. Did you mm-hmm. forward it to me? No, I haven't yet. Oh, I would love to rate it. Yeah, I figured you would. Terrible. Charles Barkley, terrible. Terrible. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, honey. I'm so excited. This feels like old times, kind of. Yeah. Old times, new space. Yeah. Kind of. It is a little different. It is. It's more It's more comfy to podcast like this, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I can look at you. You could even turn your chair to my chair if you wanted to. I could. And then we can just be looking into each other's eyes, just making real deep eye contact. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with that. I was like, babe, I don't, I don't think you should talk about that. What did you think I was going to say? Penetration. Stop it. <laughs> I did not say penetration. Okay, honeybees, that is it for this episode of the Sweetest Honey Podcast. Please connect with us on social media. Follow us on Instagram at sweetesthoney.love. You can visit our website, which is what? Sweetesthoney.love. You can send us a text message or a voicemail to 205-202-0511. And you can email info at sweetesthoney.love. We would still love guests if you have an interesting story to tell, if you have questions that you want answered. Any of those things, all of those things, something sweet to say, email it to us, DM us, get it to us however you can. Also, if you want to be a guest on the Sweetest Honey Podcast, if you know somebody that would be a really good guest for the Sweetest Honey Podcast, send them my way. I'm so interested in talking to you all. I'm so interested in doing that with you all. And the conversations that I've had so far, the conversations that we have booked to have, I'm so excited. We're so excited. Thank you so much for your listenership. Rate us five stars, share with a friend, share with a family member, share with a racist, do whatever you want to do. But yeah, get it out there. I love it. And we love you guys. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.